all the time. We are blessed and highly favored. And uh, God has got a lot for us. No weapon formed against us will prosper, you know. And uh, I believe everyone's doing okay today. And I, I thank God for that. God's got so much for us. And if we'll just listen to the Holy Ghost, he'll lead us and guide us and direct us in the right path that we need to be. And we just need to listen to him and stay with him. But uh, just open us up in prayer. Father God, we just thank you for today. We give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. We lift your holy name up. You're worthy to be praised, Father God. And we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, that shed the blood on Calvary for a remission of sin, that we can be the righteousness in Christ, sons and daughters of God. And we thank you for that through our through Jesus Christ. We thank you, Jesus, for everything you've done for us. We thank you the things that you're already doing and the things you're going to do. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you come into this place in manifestation and demonstration and revelation of this word and lead us, guide us, and direct us into all truth. And Father God, we thank you for the love that you have for us. We thank you for that. And we thank you for the new name that we have in heaven, that white rock. We thank you for that, Father God. We look forward to that, Lord. But we know that we've got to do things here on this earth for your kingdom. And we thank you and give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah. Sometimes I talk to so many people, I don't know who I talk to, you know. And it's usually about God or it's about they coming into the kingdom of God. There's so much activity going on around and that's a good thing. Um, that's a real good thing. But I, I want to talk about hindrances and overcoming them and things that are, things that are happening. And, you know, when, when everything's going on, it's not the time to really relax. It's the time to press in. When all's well, that's the time to really press in. Because then when something happens or something goes on, you're equipped. You're strong. You can weather it. You're going to make it. You know, that's the key is getting, getting that ability in you at that time. So when everything's well, that's when we want to keep, keep pursuing and keep uh, going forth. But our, uh, we've, got, we've got a battle down here uh, dealing with the devil and overcoming his hindrances to the, manifesta the manifestations of what God has already provided is... Uh, just really called spiritual warfare and understanding that as individuals uh, you know standing on those promises standing on the promises of God knowing who we are in Christ is a big is a big key and you hear me talk about this a lot but if we don't talk about this then we don't really know who we are and once you know who you truly are and that we are fighting a fight we are in a battle uh, here on this earth but it's not a physical force it's a spiritual force and when you realize that too then it's much easier to to work in that versus being in the physical force being in the spiritual world calling things in you know praying and someone wants to cut down a tree healing that goes forth uh, all sorts of things going forth in the kingdom of God I'm sure the devil doesn't know exactly how to attack or what to attack, 
with everything going on. You know, he thought, well, we'll stop them with COVID. Well, there's a lot of churches sprung up. There's a lot of churches on the internet now. Have we ever been podcasting? Now we podcast every week. Uh, so we're out there on the internet. We've got a website we didn't have before. He, and we're not the only ones. I mean, a lot of churches have done this. So we're blessed. And he's in trouble. So uh, we keep, keep going forward, no matter what. When the enemy comes in, God comes in bigger and better. You know, he's always there. He's always going to be there for you. So in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, it says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. And he's with us. He's with us. Overall, it has been good for a Christian to recognize the fact that Satan exists and that his demonic powers are active today. You know, some people didn't want to hear that. Oh, don't talk about that. No, they're active today. However, Satan is a defeated foe. That's another thing you got to realize, that he's a defeated foe. The only reason he has ability to do, do anything is because our own uh, ignorance or unbelief or fear. That's the only reason he has anything to do to you, is because of your ignorance, your unbelief, or fear. Those are the three things that will cause that. Ignorance of the word, not knowing who you are in Christ. Fear of what you don't know, because you're not for sure. But 2 Timothy 1.7 says what? For God, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, love, and of a sound mind. I want you to recognize those things that are in the spirit. He doesn't give you the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power. See, it's the spirit. That's what we're really talking about. And remember, Satan can only work where you'll allow him to work. Did you guys get that? He can only come in if you allow him to come in. If, if he's knocking on your door, don't answer. You know? There's a big wolf outside on that door. Well, don't answer it. You don't have to be fearful of it because you've got all authority and all power through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and through the blood. It's not, it's not nothing to fear. And here in... Uh, Although the body of Christ today has come to a, a awareness of the devil's existence, it has remained, for the most part, functionally ignorant of Satan's true devices. In 2 Corinthians 2.11, if you'll just go there, it states, um, least Satan should get an advantage over us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. That's what we need to do. It's so important that we get in the Word of God every single day. And we start learning how that Word appropriates toward us and what benefits it is toward us. The, and we're children of the Most High God. And there is two kingdoms that, that we're living in that, that's here that exists today. And they're very prevalent. They're even getting more prevalent. I mean, uh, that divide's becoming very strong of 
you're for them or you're against them. I mean, it's coming very, very strong in today's society. Uh, things that are said over the media and over the, uh, what is it, uh, Facebook and all the media things that are being done. It's so prevalent today that people just say whatever they want to say, whatever the, con they don't care what the consequences are because there's no face that you have to look at. I can just say something to someone because I don't have to see them. Well, what's that? My dad always said, those people were cowards because they couldn't look you in the face. You know, they can't talk face to face. They have to do it over some kind of media or some type of phone before. He said, if you have a confrontation with someone, don't do it over the phone, do it in person. You know, and talk to them in person. So I was always that type of person, not something over the uh, Facebook or anything like that. Not that someone's saying anything good or bad. I don't care what they say about me. I mean, I really don't. I don't read it anyway. <laughs> I don't even know how to reply to it. So if, you're, if you think I'm going to get a hold of it, I ain't, because I never read it. Ain't. So that's not really good English, is it? But uh, I, anyway, if they do, I still love them. You see what I mean? But if I, if I did see that, and you guys are getting on that media, don't let it affect you. Just laugh. Go, well, praise God. Remember what your mom and dad used to say? Well, if they're talking about you, they're leaving someone else alone. Right? Count it all joy. You go, what? Count it all joy? I'd rather for them talk about someone else. But who cares? Love them, right? Bless them. Do good to them. Pray for them. Matthew 5, 44. What a great opportunity to use your Christian walk. And, but to subdue the flesh is something else, isn't it? That takes effort, doesn't it? To subdue the flesh when you're mad or you're angry. Someone said something. It's much easier just to knock them in the head and say, Lord, forgive me for knocking them in the head. And go on about your business. That's the easy way to do it. But that's not the right way to do it. You didn't handle it. And that's what Satan wants you to do. The battles between our ears. That's where the battle's at. Most of the battle. Remember, you guys know this? You guys should. I've repeated it. We are a spirit. We have a soul. And we live in a body. And when you recognize those three things and get this down path, you start, ex you start seeing who you are. And remember, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Some people say, well, I just don't understand the Trinity. What do you mean you don't understand the Trinity? You're made of three parts. You're a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a body. Well, you got the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. We're in the same entity she is. That's what's important to realize. In Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 12. This is Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 12. It says, Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We are in a battle, but it's not out there in heavenly places. 
we have fighting demonic, we're fighting demonic powers and they do exist in heavenly places. But the battlefield place of engagement is your mind. And if you don't think so, think about Adam and Eve. Ah, you just eat this, you know, eat this fruit. You'll have all knowledge. All knowledge. See, he was enticing. And that's where it's at, is enticing. And that's what we have to fight against. All Satan can do is try to deceive us through wiles, cunning, craftiness, lies, and then use use it against us, the very power we surrender to him. He That's surrendering to him and saying, if, if we surrender to him, you know, I, I think of that. I, if I think of surrender, I think of Churchill. Never, 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 never give up. Amen? Amen. Never give up or never give in to anything the enemy has. You stay strong. Strong in the Lord. It might not be the flesh is strong, but your spirit is. And stay strong in the spirit. And the only way that you can do that is by reading that word. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God, right? So you have to apply that faith. Is everyone, you guys warm or everyone good in here? Good. Okay. We have to be vigilant. In Second uh, Corinthians eleven three, it states, "I fear least by any means, as a serpent beguiled Eve, though his subtility. So your minds should be uh, corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Satan comes against us by trying to corrupt our minds from the simplicity that is in Christ." You know, uh, it's Jesus isn't hard to figure out. He loves you. He wants the very best for you. He went to the cross. It's a finished work. It's a finished work. All we have to do is enjoy it and take it. Notice what Satan chose. Satan chose the serpent, the craftiest animal on the face of the earth to come against Eve because he knew he had to absolute, he had absolutely clue, no power to force or intimidate Adam or Eve into anything. He knew it. He couldn't, they, they had all authority. He couldn't get them to do anything. But he had to use cunningness and craftiness and deceit and lies and, and to, to bring them to that position. Isn't that what he tries to do to us? Puts this great big smoke screen. We're children of the most high God, people. Amen. We are king's kids. Amen? Amen? What do you need? I had one just last night call me. I'm talking 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. What? Why does everybody else get something but I don't? I said, you sound like the prodigal son. But not the prodigal son, you sound like the other son. You're already in the kingdom of God. What do you need? Have you been asking him? No, you've just been complaining to everybody else. Oh, look, 
They don't even serve God like I do. And look what they just got. Huh. Sounds to me like you might be a little bit jealous. You're a child of God. You got your own cows there. Go ahead and kill one. Have a party. You got your robe. You got your ring. You got rings all. You got your robes. Put them on. Amen. They're already yours. That what in other words is what that wakes me up to is how many of us in the church don't know what we have. And we need to know what we have. And you have everything. He's given it to you. It's yours. You don't have a new dress and you want one? Go to your closet. Be looking every day at that new dress. Thank you, Father God, for that new dress you're putting in my closet. I thank you, God, for that new dress. He'll put it there. He'll put the desires of your heart. He's a good God. But you go complaining, well, so-and-so got a new dress, but I didn't. And she don't even serve God like I do. What's your confession? Your confession is you don't have one, right? Everybody gets something but me. Right? Nobody has it as bad as I do. You ever heard that? You guys haven't heard that or have heard that? You don't understand what I'm going through. How many's heard that? I mean, I've heard it all. I'm going, oh, I understand what you're going through. It's just your lips and your mouth aren't saying the right thing, aren't lining up with the Word of God. I've got all, you've got all heaven and earth. He, you, he's possessor of heaven and earth and deliverer of all evil. And it says it's finished. I keep saying, and I'm like, wow, you've got it all. Not that everything's going to be lovely and you're just going to be walking on roses and everything's going to be peachy. No. Uh, if everything was so easy for you, then how are you going to get your faith working? You won't have anything to apply your faith to. And then when things come by and things get really bad, you won't be strong enough to with, with, with handle it or to be able to take it or to be able to do anything because you're not strong enough. Count it all joy. That's why James says count it all joy in trials and tribulations. Count it all joy that the enemy's coming against you. You go, well, I don't want that. No, you do want that. Because during those times, you grow. During those times, you trust in the Lord. Now you can look back on the past of what you've been through, and everybody has, I know, in here. They've been through things. And you can say, look what my God did here for me, Satan. Hey, don't, don't come talking to me, Satan. Look what he did here. Look what he did here. Look what he did here. And he's going to do it right here and right now for me Amen. today. Amen? Amen? But those are growth marks. If you never get the growth marks, you're not going to have the now today. So count it all joy. Give, it, give God all the glory and all the praise in all this. I think I lost my spot. Uh, Satan tempted Adam, Adam and Eve with something they already had. They already had everything they needed. God just said, don't eat the, eat the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. That's all he asked. So Satan had to get them to eat that. You see what I mean? They had everything. 
Satan loves to hinder people from coming to the Lord, but his only power is deception and lies. If Satan were really as powerful as he claims to be, then he would have kept you from receiving salvation. Correct? He would have kept you from it. Because once you get saved and you know Jesus as your Savior, it's over. He's lost you, hadn't he? I wasn't smart enough. So what's that tell you about the old boy? He's not very smart. Matter of fact, he's stupid. And you go, oh, you shouldn't be talking like that to him. I'm a child of God. Do you see what I mean? He's under our feet. He has no authority over us. None. But sometimes we act like he does. Oh, I just don't know what's going to happen here. There's a big storm coming in. We better get in our basements. Does God not take care of the storms? Does he not feed the fowl of the air? Mm -hmm. Does he not? This is things that he's doing for us every day. Has he not, take, has he not taken care of you? Amen. He has, hasn't he? All the time. Uh, Satan always condemn you over what you don't have and try to keep you from focusing on just the physical realm. I'm so tired of stuff. I should have been tired of this when I was younger. Are you guys not tired of stuff? I mean, the more cars you have, the more vehicles you have, the more insurance you pay, you still have to have it plated. Or it's, if you don't have it plated and the cops pull you over, on your other vehicle, they can get you for that car that's not plated. Did you guys know that? I didn't know that until recently. Until the insurance told me, so they could sell more insurance. I'm like, so this isn't necessarily a blessing, is it? And how many, how many of us have a lot of stuff? We do, don't we? We're hoarders. <laughs> We're hoarders. All of us. We're guilty. And you're like, I mean, me and Lisa's thinking about having a basement party. Pull whatever you want. Just pull it out and take it up the stairs. Amen? And then we got to remember to get a single-floored building with no basement, no upstairs, everything zero, zero entrance. Amen? That's all I've done is move my kids. Every single time we moved them, they were upstairs. Well, one time Megan was downstairs, but it still was stairs, okay, in college and everything. And Dylan, he was going to Georgia, and he goes, man, I'm so glad. I said, what's that? I must be on the ground floor because it's G with my, with my number of my room and stuff. I said, well, praise God. We get down there. G meant the building. There was H, G, E. G was the building. He was on the second floor. <laughs> so there was stairs going up, you know. But praise God, I could do it. But I'm like, wow, you know, uh, makes you think stairs aren't necessarily. I guess stairs make you work, don't they? They're going to keep your legs strong. Yeah. So keep working them. Praise God for stairs. The key to seeing what you have in the spirit 
manifest in your life is believing and acknowledging it. The key to seeing what you have in the Spirit manifest in your life is believing and acknowledging it. How many of you have prayed to God and seen God move in your life? Amen? Amen. He's moved, hasn't he? So, see, it didn't, when you prayed, it did not exist. But then after you prayed and believed, it came in, didn't it? Amen. That's how everything's done. But sometimes we forget it. We get what, what do they call it, fog brain or brain fog. And we forget and we're like, hey, let's get back to this thing and see these things happen. Now we're seeing people get saved and baptized and praise God, you know. Isn't that wonderful? That's what it's all about. In Philemon 6, it says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. The way you get your faith to work is by starting to acknowledge the good things in you in Christ. You know, if you start acknowledging that you're you're a child of the Most High God, He has a hard time coming against you. And you start feeling, well, yeah, yeah, I'm a child of the Most High God. I'm a king's kid. Well, Lord, what am I just barely getting along here for? What's it? I have a pain in my leg. And then you tell everybody about the pain you got in your leg. So you're enforcing the pain. You see what I mean? Why don't you speak to the pain and say, pain, you don't have any right on this body. I, I've sold out to Christ. I'm a bond slave unto Jesus Christ. You have no right to this body anymore. Pain, you've got to go in Jesus' name. And it's got to go. We're sold. We've been bought and purchased by the price, by the blood of Jesus. By the blood. Don't you just like to say that? I plead the blood. I plead the blood of Jesus over me and my family. I plead and apply the blood of Jesus over the church and over all you that's out there in the church right now. I can see it running, dripping right down the walls off the ceiling onto you guys. Just powerful, the blood of Jesus. Just that blood is powerful. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Nothing. Nothing but the blood. Then that other song, there's power. There's power, 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 wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. For there's power, 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 wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. In the blood, nothing gets past the blood. Nothing. If you guys read the Old Testament, how they, how they would just slaughter things and everything would just be bloody. I mean, it was the blood of calves and goats. And he was the ultimate sacrifice. There is no more. And you're covered by the blood. You have nothing to fear. Matter of fact, everything that's not of God has something to fear when you stand in, when you step in. I see light in the room. It's coming from over there. See, you're lighting up the room. Darkness doesn't like light, does it? Romans 7, 18, it says, For I know that in me dwelleth no good thing. That is what that is, is in my flesh. 
We know that our flesh is corrupt. It goes by feeling, touch, smell. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, your lips, your ears, your taste. So the flesh is always corrupt. But the spirit, the one inside of you, is greater. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. To live in victory, you need to be focused on who you are in Christ. Who you are in Christ. Not who your neighbor is. Not who the pastor is, but who you are in Christ to live in victory. Satan specifically targets your under, understanding and acknowledging of who you are and what you have in Christ. He wants to know where you're at with him. Are you really with him? Are you really just sort of, have you ever heard faking it until you make it? You know, you don't want to fake it until you make it. That won't work. He'll read that like that quick. So you have to know who you are, and it's always the blood. In the name of Jesus. Adam and Eve threw it all away because Adam and Eve always threw it away and was talking to the snake, convinced them that they didn't have enough. Convinced them they didn't have enough and they had it all. Well, you just, you, you don't know everything. But if you eat this, you'll be knowledgeable, just like God. You'll know everything. If you've been born again, you do have everything. You are complete in Christ. In Colossians 2.10, it says, And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and powers. When Satan says, you, you don't have the authority, I do. You can say, oh, yes, I do. In Jesus' name, I do. Amen. Amen. You have all authority. But it's here in between these two ears that you have to get renewed in it. Romans 10, 17. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. The battle against the devil is waged in your thoughts. That's why God's word is so essential. Satan's only power is deception. But the truth is an antidote to deception. I noticed something about the debates, and I'm not going to say which one or which side or which everything, but I noticed something about those debates that was quite interesting, if you guys were listening, is that uh, Pence said something about you don't have a right to those facts. The people have a right to those facts. And she said something about that this is a fact. Well, it is true. I can state a fact today. And then tomorrow, I can state another fact. Do you see what I'm saying? Facts change. And I noticed that, and I noticed that there, that word facts was going on. And I thought, that's quite interesting. But see, facts change. For instance, um, at one time, they were... Uh, uh, big time green against fracking that was a fact but now the facts changed they're not against fracking do you see what I mean that fact changed to another fact it's interesting about facts see that's why you don't go with facts you go with what 
the truth. The truth changes facts. The truth will always change facts. The truth, not this isn't a pun, but the truth always trumps facts. Amen. Always. Yeah. Always. So always stay with the truth, no matter what. I might say this, this is a fact today, but then turn around the next day and say, this is the fact today. And you know what? I'm not wrong. Did you know that? That, that person's not lying? That, that is really what they believe? They said yesterday this is a fact, but today this is going to be the fact. See, facts change. Your target's changing all the time with facts. But the truth is, the truth is the Word of God. Amen. It trumps everything. Amen. That's why when you see these kind of things that are going on, it's, it was just interesting to me. And I'm not for any debate, whatever goes on there, but it's interesting to me about the word facts and truth. It always has been. I've sort of got an engineering background, and that all, has always um, captivated me. I've always thought, well, if I have all the facts, I can go in and change things and get things done. But then a lady said something about truth, and she said, truth will always change the fact. I thought, no way, that can't be. Well, then started reading the word. That's the truth. It'll change facts. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So facts change. Just a little tidbit in there about facts. Um, in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought in the obedience of Christ. Notice how your warfare is against thoughts and imaginations, strongholds, and acknowledge that came, the acknowledgement that comes against the Word of God. And these are the processes of your mind it's in the head it's you're pulling those strongholds down in your mind uh, and hey I did want to say something to those that are out in the parking lot if you're still out there maybe maybe not okay I should have said something at the beginning shouldn't I well maybe someone's out there listening on the FM at your house. We're glad you're listening in at your house. Uh, I think we reach out all the way, what, a couple miles? You heard us at Shackamack? Uh, right, Phyllis? I did. Yeah, around Dana's, around... It didn't take long after around the curve and you was gone. <laughs> so we, we, we're reaching out to the community in our airways, short ways, but I don't know if you can hear us. Has anyone ever tried at their houses? No? Okay. Well, if there's any, thank you for listening in. Uh, but apart from the power you, you give him through believing his lies, Satan can't steal anything from you unless you give it to him. In other words, that's what I'm trying to say. You have to give it to him. He's not going to do anything unless you give it to him. You steal, he's, he can steal it then. 
no matter what anybody says or what anybody does, you have to give in to that. Now, if someone says something and it makes you mad, see, you should, it shouldn't make you mad. It don't affect you. You're still a child of God. Amen? Amen. So what? You just go on. Pray for them. Bless them. He uses our ignorance, our fears, and our unbelief to try to oppose and destroy all of us. That's his job. And when you know that that's his job, then you can do your job. Amen? Start applying that truth. So when, you, when you've got these truths, and when the enemy comes, and he will come, you can be successful. And you could ride on top of that wave, no matter what. When they say there's no chance for this to ever happen, that's sort of a stronghold, isn't it? It's sort of like you're thinking, well, this can never happen. Well, who said that? That was a person with a fact, right? That said that. What do you mean that can't never happen? They're not God, right? So since they're not God, then it can happen. And God, you put your trust in God and you'll see it happen in your life. Now, when you go back to that person and you say, well, look, this happened. Well, I'll be. I can't believe it. It did. Do you see what I mean? They're not God. That's why God's God and you put him first and you love those people that might say that that can't happen. But if it's not the truth, if it's not the word of God, then you can walk on. How do you think people go about the doctors with a bad report? Amen? Anybody ever get a bad report? Did the truth change that fact? about that report? Glory to God. That's, that's an example in hell. The same way with finances. The same way in the spiritual realm if you want to grow spiritually. Everything's done the same way. By grace, through faith, you receive the Word of God. And you acknowledge Him before you acknowledge anything else. And it's right here between the two ears. This is where it starts. This is where the strongholds are. And some might be from when you were a little kid and you still have them. You haven't got rid of them, you know? Don't let no one hoodwink you, in other words. Nobody. And if Satan will use a snake, what do you think he'll use? He'll use anything, won't he? Maybe a snake wouldn't do you very well. Maybe... Uh, Maybe a new vehicle. But maybe the cost is too high for that vehicle. You're going, I'm not willing to pay that. Amen? Amen. And then you just trust God. And then all of a sudden, someone comes over to your house and says, hey, I've got a truck I've got to give you. Well, what I would say, this is what, and you guys, you might get mad at me, but that's okay, I don't care. You might say, I would say, well, uh, let me see that truck first. Amen? Because, you know, I might not want that truck. Think about it. 
It's got three wheels on it. I might not want to take the truck. That's more work for me. If it, if I, if I look at the truck and it's beautiful inside, but I start it up and there's no engine, I don't think I want the truck. And that's why I would ask. I've got to see if this, if I really want this truck. And some people say, "Well, you're awful picky." Well, I am. How would you like to have a truck with no engine in it? I don't know how much it costs to put an engine in, but that's work. That's going to be more work. And maybe I don't have the finances at that time to put the engine in. But if I come there and I've been thinking about, man, I'd like to have a, a, a white truck with a 350 Chevy engine in it uh, and do exactly what I wanted in it, and I went out there and that was all in it, I'd say, man, God has been talking to you, hadn't he? Do you see what I'm saying? What's interesting to me about trucks is this. I never knew this until I got this truck. And this truck was by accident that I got this truck. Because I never really wanted a truck. I still don't care if I have a truck. It is nice to have, but there are a lot of work. Someone goes, what do you mean a lot of work? Someone wants you to haul something all the time. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not kidding you. There are a lot of work. So... I'm in the ministry of hauling things a lot of times, besides the ministry of ministering to people. So truck's a lot of work. Uh, but God, God's good, and he, he makes a way where there is no way. And it's just, if you'll just listen to him, in those small, still voices, he'll, he'll listen. He'll listen to you, and he'll bless you. Amen. I don't know where I was going, but something got... I, I did have a thought, but the thought went right out the window. Somebody finally wised up and started talking good about Chevys instead of Fords. Oh, Chevys instead of Fords. Hey, you know, you know how I am on Chevys and Fords? If, if my truck's going down the road, and it, it's going down the road, and it works fine, and it breaks fine, and it sounds good, I'll take that truck. If it's a Chevy that's going cling, cling, pop, pum, ding, when you put on the brakes and then sometimes the steering. Oh, I'll tell you something interesting. Mike Cox can validate this for me. Uh, I got a brown Chevy truck at home. It was dad's old truck. And uh, he was driving it one day and going down the road. He come to a stop and he pulled the steering wheel off. <laughs> and he goes, did you know your steering wheel comes off? I said, what are you doing pulling on it for? If you don't pull on it, it won't come off. What are you pulling on it for? Like a horse, you know? And he pulled it all the way off. He said, I'm never driving anything you've got. Because <laughs> the steering wheel came off. Well, of course, going down the road, steering wheel comes off. That's a big deal, isn't it? But so... Uh, <laughs> either way it's sort of scary it's like comes off yeah comes off uh, but God's a good God so now you guys are all thinking I don't know that I want to ever use James's truck his steering wheel might come off you'll check the steering wheel now see if it comes off that takes a whole new meaning to the song Jesus take the wheel doesn't it <laughs> yeah or he's my co-pilot here you go <laughs> take the steering wheel off yeah that's right but isn't God good? And uh, we just have to, we have to work on in between our ears and get that work done. And that's where, that's where all the fight is. Amen.
Well, does anybody have any?